Demi Lovato's a pansexual and transgender girls or boys can't play in girls' sports. We're going to talk about it. Welcome in. I am your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki, and this is Religionless Christianity. And we got a couple of news topics to go over with you guys today. As we talked about Demi Lovato, and if we have time, I'm not sure we're going to get to it, the uh, Tennessee Transgender Athlete Bill. We'll talk about that if there's time, but do you have anything you want to say before we get started? I think we're not going to get to the second article. (laughs) Probably not. There's just a lot to say, just... I don't know. I had an idea just at first read, but digging in more, I don't feel so upset. I more have like a deeper biblical approach and understanding to why for Demi Lovato, why she is who she is. Yes. And we want to take the biblical approach here. That's what religionless Christianity is about. And that's why we look at these news stories is we want to you know, we don't want to hide from the culture and we don't want to pretend like it doesn't exist. It exists. You see it, your kids see it. So we're trying to figure out how do we deal with this stuff in our daily life? I mean, we have kids obviously. Mm -hmm. So how do we deal with this? So yeah, we're about to dive into this. Please take a second to like, and subscribe. If you haven't, we would certainly appreciate it. Follow whatever platform you're watching or listening on. We would certainly appreciate it. Throw some comments down. We want to hear from you guys. We would really appreciate that. So without further ado, uh, let's get into this story. And we got this from Yahoo. And the headline just says, uh, you know, let's see what the actual headline says. Demi Lovato comes out as a pansexual. And it says the Dancing with the Devil singer. uh, She's been whatever candid about her sexuality. And when she was on the Joe Rogan experience, she said she's pansexual, meaning she's attracted to all genders. And she says she's proud to be part of the alphabet mafia, referring to the LGBTQIA plus community. So if that all seems like a mouthful to you, let me just make sense of it. She's bisexual (laughs) because there's only two (laughs) genders, right? Um, but pansexual sounds a lot more woke, I guess. So she says she's pansexual. Um, you have anything on just that first paragraph? I'm sure there's already like a bunch to talk about. It's just weird that this is a topic. Like who cares about who you're attracted to for one? Like why does it matter? So that's just my first right. thought. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my first thing kind of reading through this first paragraph, like I talked about, She's bisexual. You know, she can call it pansexual, whatever she wants. There's two genders. She's bisexual. And this really has nothing to do with the topic, but it's something I've always thought about. I'm not a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, but if you're in that community, like the legitimate gay and lesbian community, I wonder how you feel about bisexuals. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I was born, you know, liking my own gender and to me, bisexuals, they're just like horny. <laughs> they're just like, ah, I'll do it with anybody. And you're like, yeah. eh, well, you're not really feeling the same pain I'm feeling growing <laughs> up. You know, this was something I had to deal with. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. I feel like they're kind of 
just trying to jump on like the the woke uh, victim train. Yeah. When they really <laughs> don't belong there. But that's beside the point. So the story goes on to say while she was talking about or while talking about whether she wants to have children with Joe Rogan, she said, I used to. Uh, I think if anything, I want to adopt. She says she was engaged to a man last year, and then she can. She goes on to say, I totally thought I'd be married, maybe pregnant by now, and that's not the case. And again, this paragraph jumped out to me, and obviously don't know Demi Lovato, but I doubt that's true. Um, I have some notes here that I wrote down, and in celebrities and fame culture, like, relationships are just a status enhancer. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I get married, I get divorced, I'm dating, I'm doing, like, it's all just a status enhancer or, like, to bring you more notoriety. Like, I don't believe Demi Lovato actually planned on getting married and having kids Mm -hmm. with their feet up. Like, you date, you break up, it's all part of the act that you put on. And really... I think fame is probably the worst thing you can give to a person um, because it just ruins everything that a normal life should be about. Like it's all about getting more eyeballs on you and Mm -hmm. more news articles written about. That's why someone like Demi Lovato will come out and go, Hey, I'm pansexual. Like you mentioned, who cares? Well, in the world of fame, in Yahoo News and Joe Rogan, they all care, right? And the more you mm-hmm. just spew this stuff out, it just it brings more attention on you, which is why I think you start seeing more of this stuff. And once that like fame bug bites you, it I think it's almost a curse. Like it's hard to let go of. And I didn't have these articles pulled up, but if you watch the news at all or you jump on these news sites. You know, I see these all the time, these older actresses and stuff, Elizabeth Hurley and um, whoever. Uh, I saw Madonna was on here when I was pulling this article up. You know, they're 60 years old and they're in a bikini on every picture and flaunting themselves. Like, they've essentially turned into porn stars just to recapture that glory that they had is because that fame can't let it go. Yeah, they don't, like, who are they without it? Yeah. Like, what do they do? It's really sad, actually. Yeah, it's sad. Like, you know, you're Madonna. You've had this amazing whatever career that you've had. You're wealthy. You're known around the world. But, like, it's not enough because people aren't talking about you anymore. And, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram model is just a new term for porn star, basically. You know, you you show your body for <laughs> clicks and likes, which turns into money. That's the same thing a porn star does. So, Uh, It's just sad, you know, and in my mind, when I read this, that's what I'm seeing, you know, oh, I wanted to be fat and pregnant and having baby, like, nah, you didn't. It was a publicity stunt. In my opinion, that's the way I see these celebrity couples. So, but going on with this article, um, She goes on to say, I don't know if I'm going to end up with a guy, so I can't really see myself getting pregnant anymore. She says, I'm so fluid now. And the part of the reason why she was so fluid is because she was super closeted off. And she's obviously talking about being sexually fluid. Um, You were talking a little bit about the fluid 
aspect. I just was thinking about the word fluid. Like, what do you mean? You're just like, you'll just take whatever, like how you said, like, I'll accept whatever. Yeah, like, like, I don't have a stance. Like, I don't have a preference. It's just kind of like a word that means like confusion. You don't have a constant state of an idea or identity. Like, fluid, the word fluid, it means like it takes the shape of its container it's in. It doesn't have its own shape. It just is. And so that word just makes me think that's really sad to think I'm just whatever whatever mm -hmm. comes my way that's what I'll I'll be like you're not your own person like yeah. you go and hang out with a bunch of lesbians and you're like I'm a lesbian I guess and they're like yeah. you go and hang out with a bunch of girls that have boyfriends and you're like I like boys I guess I'm just whatever yeah. seems to be what my friends are doing I don't know it's a really weird thing but it's you know obviously a 2020 thing I mean it's been around for a while but it's becoming more I guess, popular now, you know, it's too old fashioned to say you just like the opposite sex that doesn't really gain you a lot of likes and follows, I would imagine. Um, but she says she's super closeted off. And then she goes on in this article to say, um, you know, she talks about watching um, Cruel Intentions back in 1999. And she's 28 now. So what does that make? I think she'd be like seven years old. Yeah, six or seven years old. And she, she saw that. Watch this movie. And she says, oh, I, I was like, oh, I like that. That's what she tells Joe Rogan. But then she says, I felt a lot of shame because growing up in Texas as a Christian, that's very frowned upon. Any attraction I had to a female at a young age, I shut it down before I even let myself process what I was feeling. In this sentence, more than any other jumped off the screen mm -hmm. to me because, and I'll let you talk on this in a second. That is exactly what you should do. <laughs> that is exactly what the Bible tells us to do, right? We say it a little differently. We say, take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. She is supposed to take these thoughts captive because the problem <laughs> is when you don't take these thoughts captive, these sins, and they ruminate and they build and it takes over, right? It takes over your thoughts and your mind, you know, this is how people go down the rabbit trail of porn and stuff. They get a little bit of a ting of horniness or whatever happens to be in their life. And they're like, oh man, you know, and they're looking at a girl, maybe at the gym, whatever. And it just, they don't turn their eyes away and get out of the building. They just linger and look and look. And then they're back home and they're on the computer. Like you have to take the thoughts captive. So she was on the right track as a kid. She was, she felt shame. She said she felt ashamed. And, and you good, should. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is like she said she was brought up in a Christian home, which after I was reading a couple more articles, I didn't find any evidence that she was actually raised in a Christian home. Like you're not raised in a Christian home because your parents claim to be Christian because the way she was brought up, her, I know her mom and dad got divorced when she was young, but, you know, they fought a lot. Her dad was addicted to drugs and alcohol and even she even said he was like schizophrenic and some other stuff and so I don't know her whole story is really sad I don't know if you wanted to say anything else or read more I feel like there's a lot to cover yeah like I don't believe she was a Christian you know no. we've and that's something as this religionless Christianity experience is going on like 
she may have said a prayer when she was a young kid at yeah. some, you know, summer camp, whatever. But like, that doesn't make you a Christian. And you grow up in a, a household with drug addicts and all this chaos and fame and all like, I could be wrong. Maybe she was the most spiritual kid that we've ever heard of. Well, she was pushed into fame young. Like she was even on like Barney when that yeah, was. Yeah, and that's, I don't like think a very grounded, fame. spiritually grounded family no. is going to necessarily lean into that. But I could yeah. be wrong, but whatever. She says she was a Christian. So sure, take it for what it is. I She obviously isn't any longer, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing, and you brought this point up, she's watching Cruel Intentions at the age of seven. Like, we have kids, and that's another reason why this jumped out to me. And she mentioned earlier in there that term of being closeted off. And we hear this so often because we homeschool our kids. We don't let them just pick whoever they want to hang out with. Like, we're very selective with their friends. We we don't let them watch things. We don't let them play games that are a certain way. And one thing you always hear, and I'm sure you've heard it for your kids, like, oh, well, if you don't let them experience it now, they're going to go wild when they're on their own. And That's not true. Like, so the alternative is you either let them experience it and go wild now, or you closet them off and then they're going to freak out later. Like, I believe you can protect them from it now and they won't do it later. Right. Like, well, the Bible says, <laughs> train up a child in the way they should go, not expose them to all the evils, and then expect them at a young age to have the willpower. Like, a young kid is foolish. Kids are foolish. And you're really going to, like, think they can handle being exposed to stuff? Like, no, you protect them. Your job is to protect your children and shelter them. That is, we've been taught that that's a negative thing, but that's, we are their shelter. We are their protective covering spiritually. And really, we have to like put them on the path, like get off there, go over here, and we watch them to make sure they stay on that path. Yeah, you might be called a helicopter parent, but that's the loving thing to do. You don't let them wander off into the world and let them watch. I just can't believe that she watched this maybe at seven, at the earliest. And, and even at that age, she had that desire and she liked it and she felt and she felt ashamed because she was brought up in a Christian home, she said. But there was other things going on in her home that were shameful. I mean, why was she even allowed to watch that? Where was she? Like, who was allowing her to watch this? Yeah, and we're kind of, you know, we talk about this a lot and joke about it. You know, that term helicopter parents becomes sort of a derogatory term. Not in this household. Like, we're 100% on board with being a helicopter parent. You know, you should be 100% involved in what your kids are doing and you know, not that they're not going to see a movie or something like hear a song or do whatever that you're not around to watch for. But like, you got to be engaged. You got to have conversations like, you know, yeah. in my mind, you know, it would have been great to have a conversation if you really had a good, strong Christian household with loving parents that she could have maybe not at seven, you're young, but by the time you're 12, 13, 14, mm -hmm. have that talk like, hey, man, I I kind of think this girl is cute. Like I, I've heard about this in church. I know that's a sin. Like, how do I deal with it? And yeah, I mean, I don't know necessarily how you deal with that. Thankfully we haven't had those conversations, but like that stuff you got to talk about, because again, that's when I mean, you just let it ruminate and build inside mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, Satan, he, he hasn't won over most of the world because he's an idiot. 
and he doesn't know how to, you know, worm his way in and build these sins that become lifestyles for Mm -hmm. people. Like, and your identity is wrapped up in your sin. Yeah. You know, like why is, why is like her and other, you know, movie stars and anybody in Hollywood, like the big deal is their identity is wrapped up in their sexuality. Like, why is that something you got to search out? That's actually the the last point that I brought up here from the story. And we're getting close to the timeline here. But she says uh, earlier this month, Lovato hinted she would be sharing more about her sexuality. And I just kind of took down a note like that's shameful and embarrassing. Um, But unfortunately, she's probably spot on that America wants to hear about it. But it's embarrassing that we would care. Like, this should not be a story that comes out like a big headline on Yahoo News. Like, Demi Lovato is a pansexual, and I'm going to tell you more about it coming up. Like, why on earth do we care about it? And it's almost like we're doing them a disservice. And I think this is part of it. You know, you see these actresses, you know, when we grew up, it was Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And they went nuts. You know, they Mm -hmm. came up as like these sort of wholesome pop stars Mm-hmm. And they gained some traction, but then they went completely off the rails, right? And they're, you know, taking their clothes off, doing crazy stuff. And it's been bred that, like, that's how you take your popularity to the next level, is you go deep into your sexual life. And, you know, Miley Cyrus and all these other, you know, singers and actresses, they do it. And it's shameful that it works. And it's sad. And it's a reflection on us as a populace that we seemingly can't get enough of it i mean you're gonna go on joe rogan the biggest podcast in america to talk to people about how you just want to have sex with whoever you stumble into like that's your anyway that's private anyway insane but i want to bring up the most important part of this as a parent or anybody who looks up to you kids look up to people you know that aren't their parents but um so she said in another article i didn't like remember what article it was you could link it maybe i could find it but um we'll try to have it down in the description and we'll have this article down in the description as well okay but um so she talks about her dad a lot like i think her dad had a big um impact on her life but i didn't i know she's got like a documentary out i know i don't know everything about her life and i just can't make judgments if i don't know everything but she did say that her dad did a lot of drugs and she noticed that they that was what fulfilled him and she thought well maybe I'll find my fulfillment in in that as well so that really stuck out to me in that your kids or anybody else who might look up to you is watching what fulfills you like what is your purpose in life and whatever your kids see you doing that you find the most enjoyment, whatever, like when when you're stressed, what do you go to? Do you, do you drink? Do you do drugs? What calms you? What brings you peace and relief? They're going to see, oh, that's the answer to my problems in life. That's what I need to do. And if they see that you're not going to prayer, you're not going to God for your fulfillment, then they're not going to go to him either. So we need to be watching like being more careful because they're watching us. So. Yeah, definitely. You need to set the proper example. Um, And if you're not doing that, you know, you need to look yourself in the mirror first. 
yeah fix yourself and then fix your family like they are your first ministry you need to take care of them so we ran long we got to wrap this up we didn't get to the tennessee transgender bill so i'll just sum it up real quick uh transgendered girl or boys to girls can't play girl athletics in tennessee and they shouldn't because girls can't compete with boys in athletics have anything on that that's pretty simple. So I don't think <laughs> that's that. Uh, if you have anything, please throw us some comments. Comments we want to hear from you guys. Last words. No, I don't have anything else to say right now. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, go check these stories out. Let us know. We appreciate it. We love you. God bless. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.